Welcome to the Chris and Company Show, episode 4, The Grind Between. So today, we're going to be talking about that in between the failure and success, the grind between. So we're kind of going back in between two episodes without actually going back between two episodes. So this is really an interesting topic. Like, how do we get from failure to the success? Even though we've had all these failures and we have all these successes, we want to look at the time between the two. For me, I can kind of take this. I mean, like everyone, we all have our work, our life, and um, other things. But there's just, uh, I have a really fun story I'm going to start this out with. I don't know how my wife is going to appreciate this, me finally telling the whole world. A lot of people know this story. But when we went, I, we got married January 2020. We're going on a honeymoon. Uh, we were gifted a nice 16-day cruise to Hawaii out of San Francisco. So we're in. We're on the way, the day of the to get onto the cruise ship, and through a set of circumstances, we needed to stop by the bank and deposit some money for some. Thing that just came up that my wife didn't have enough money in her account for. I had a wad of cash that we had just been graciously received. So we were going to put some of that in there to cover what we needed to pay for. Well, in doing so, she was driving that day. And I put my wallet somewhere other than back into my back pocket. But also with my wallet was my passport. And you need your passport to get onto a cruise ship. So we, we leave from the bank. We get to the person who's going to drop us off at the terminal. We get all the bags packed. And we're we're waiting and then we leave. We get to the um to port, a 45 about 45 minutes away from where we were staying. So it was quite a drive. And I turn around, give the bags to the porters and he wants a tip and I'm like, "Okay, let me give you a tip. I think I have something in there." So I I reach back and my wallet's not there. So at this point, Everyone thinks I'm just messing with them because it's, it's such a good day. And how can you forget your wallet? Well, the thing is, is that I don't normally take out. I wasn't expecting to take out my wallet. I put it back, but then I thought I put it away because that's what I always do. But I put it up there, think, up, up in the in the little handle of my wife's door, car door. And I was like, well, I'll just get it later. And I probably think that's what I thought. I mean, it's been almost a year now, so I don't really remember what I was thinking, but I wasn't thinking the right thing. And my wife wasn't really in the most happiest of moments at the time. And it was just, it was one of those things. I mean, we're married less than 36 hours. And it's one of the things that could have just like came in and been like, oh my gosh, what did you do? We're about, we've got gifted this nice honeymoon and we're not going to be able to do it because you messed up so while she's mad at me she has no idea what in my mind is actually happening and I'm like sitting there like hold it together Chris everything's going to work out it has to work out it has to work out it has to be so we're trying to figure out she calls it because we stopped at a um at a st- another store to get some stuff for her that she forgot, a hairbrush, stuff like that, little things that she forgot that was like, nothing. we spent less than like 20 bucks. So it was, it was nothing big, but through planning a wedding, getting married, you forget something, which is fine. And so we thought it was there. They're going to be on the lookout for it. My 
my passport and my wallet, which I can't, I've been thinking at the time, like, how could I have not remembered that? What would I, I didn't even pay for it. You did. Or did I? I don't remember. But either way, it was like, no, I put it back in my pocket. If I paid, I'm just like, it's right in the car. I know it has to be in there. It has to be there because that's the only place I took it out. And so I'm just, and then we, the person driving us gets there, say, yeah, here, I have it. We're going to do this. We'll be right back. So I don't know if you've ever been to San Francisco in the morning time in January. The it's not, it's fog, but it's not really fog. It's just was the marine layer. So it's that, and but it's also a little drizzly, like rain, but not rain. So like a a misty rain, if you know what that is. And she's already not feeling well. She's kind of got a fluey thing going on. It was was before COVID, so it wasn't COVID. Although everything now it looks like it could have been but it wasn't it was just an emotional dump from the wedding and all the stress it was just kind of coming to and so she's not feeling well we're sitting at a starbucks she's drinking her little starbucks medicine tea thing and i'm sitting here like okay it'll be okay it'll be okay don't don't lose it don't lose it this this isn't this is a mistake but it's not going to turn into an epic failure and all along i'm i'm I feel completely horrible. Like I don't know. Whew, I could get. I could go into some emotions right now, thinking about it. But all I'm thinking to myself is I'm thinking the good. I'm like, okay, we're gonna find it when we get there. So they found it. They on their way back. We get that. Just as we get it, the sun starts coming out, which is really. It's really kind of fun now that I think about it. That as soon as as soon as we're ready, we're like waiting on the curb. She's not the the person bringing us the stuff isn't gonna park or nothing. They pull up to the curb. I'm like, I don't care. They're gonna get in trouble with the port authority, with the little security guys. I don't care. I'm getting my stuff, and then she can leave because I've already wasted way too much of her time, and we need to get on this boat. So, so that was kind of cool. We get on the boat. My wife isn't happy. As soon as we get on the boat, as soon as we have lunch, as soon as after lunch, I don't know if, if my audience has ever been on a cruise ship, but not all not all the time your room isn't always ready when you get it on. So you got to kind of have to wait. So because we got there, we dropped our bags off at 10. We weren't in the first boarding group. We were in like the second boarding group, which is supposed to actually happen earlier than than when later than when we were allowed on apparently they don't they only make it's not like airplanes where you have a set group but it, so we're eating really good food because i haven't eaten anything except the bagel and i'm feeling really happy we're on the ship we get to the room and my wife is like maybe she was happy wasn't happy but she looked happier and then we go up we get rest we do all the 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 silly drills you have to do to, so if the ship ever crashes and then we're up in the upper deck and that's when i know when we're going underneath the golden gate bridge that we're actually going to hawaii now so that that's just a recent one i mean i got some i got some more i'll get to after this but that was just one of those big things like that could define our marriage if we let it Yes, it would have stunk if we didn't get to go on it, but 
that wouldn't be the end of the world. I mean, yes, it would have been money down the drain. Yes, it would have been my fault. But it also could have buried me. I, that probably would have been a failure that I don't think I could have ever let myself come back from. I don't, I, there's some, been a few mistakes in my life that I've never thought I could get over. But meeting my wife and reaching out and getting people to help me kind of has shown me hey they're human too you put too much pressure on yourself I'm the kind of person that puts a lot of pressure on myself like if I mess up trust me you don't have to you don't have to tell me I already know I messed up and I'm gonna beat myself up for the both of us so you just can just like relax and and chill but but that was that wasn't healthy for me, and so I was when I got the help, I got people helping me, and I could go to people and say, "Hey, I'm struggling here," or my wife would be like, "Hey, you don't need to do that. It's okay. It's okay. That's why it's okay to fail." Really came from a lot of what she helped me with when we were before we were dating before we because we got, we were friends before we dated and got married. So we we'd always I'd always be like, "Hey." Hey, I have I need some help over here. What are your thoughts on it? Have you known know anybody who did this? And we'd work it out, and it was really cool to 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 have someone say, "Hey, we'll do this, do that. Don't don't beat yourself up. That's not healthy. Don't take it too personal. Relax. We all make mistakes and all that." And so, as we're transitioning from mistakes like that, but little mistakes at work, I I do a lot. I do construction, and I mean if. If I, I had to start writing down measurements, I do uh, metal rain gutters for houses sometimes, and I would have to write down my thing. But even if I wrote it down, I'd have to come back and say, hey, boss, he, I'd come back and he'd say, did you get all the gutters hang? Did you get them hung up? Do they look nice? And I'd be like, well, the ones that got hung do. And he'd be like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, one of them got shorted by a foot, so I used this one here and that one here, which worked out because we were missing one here, but I need a 25-footer. I'm like, oh, my gosh. All right, I'll get it out there. What happened? And I had to explain it to him. He's like, oh, you got you to gotta be better at that. You got to get better at that. And so I would find new things to help me say, hey. So I'd, I learned that I had to slow down. And just because I knew the, the measurement doesn't mean – that that translates onto because somehow between my remembering and looking at the tape measure marking the measurement doesn't mean that always correlated. So I'd have to slow down and take my time, get back my notebook, look at look at what I'm supposed to do, and not rush things. There's been a few times when we measure, we did a job for a, a lady and her and her family. We were very very close up material like to the point that you couldn't just go out to your supplier and get another bundle type of material so it was like I'm sitting there clean it's all cleaned up and I'm waiting for the guys to finish with me and I'm like okay finish your section we're gonna have enough and we turned out we were one put piece over and it was just like nail biting because you're like oh gosh did we measure wrong? How did we get this measurement wrong? It wasn't that big. But it was just one of those jobs. Where you, and then we did the house a few months later. And we had 20, 18 bundles left over. So, it was, so it's like going from one extreme to the next. Which I'm, I'm sorry, but as having over but 
I don't mind having over, but that's too much over. So then we call our supplier and be like, hey, we got 18 bundles out here. What can you do? Like, oh, well, we can't pick them up right now. We'd love to, but we're too busy. And it's like, okay, so I got to lug 18 bundles into my truck after I clean up or before I clean up, take them back to them, and then I got to come back and clean up this job. Okay, that'll be fun. So, so I mean, failure goes on both sides. Having too much and having not enough, it all cuts into your end line. But those aren't as big of a failure as not getting, being able to go on your honeymoon, 16 day honeymoon, which is actually 18 days with travel days and everything. So a three week honeymoon, which is which is an amazing blessing, could have turned into something that was an amazing destroyer of a marriage or two people or someone's mental health i mean now i don't have a problem learning from my mistakes was what i did i was learning from my mistakes a lot better because i wasn't looking at other people's mistakes and using those as a springboard if my wife makes a mistake chopping the tomatoes and i can see that and she asked me to chop tomatoes for the exact same dish we have a week later or we want to we like that dish so much i'm not going to chop the tomatoes the way she did because she messed up. So I'm a big, oh, that was a mistake. Let's do it the, this way, and that way it'll yield the best result. So if you can learn from others' mistakes, then that will help you tremendously because then you don't have to go through that to get to where you are. You can say, hey, this is something that didn't work. I'm doing that same thing. Maybe I have to tweak it a little bit better, but why f- push a pie into my face and then have to spend my time cleaning the pie off my face when I can just sidestep and the pie misses me and I'll be like, cool, this is what I have to do now. There's a movie quote that I just heard that I really, 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 really liked. It kind of inspired this episode, which I'm not going to tell you where it's from. You can Google it. I'm not going to give them any, any advertisement on my podcast. There are two kinds of pain. Pain that hurts and pain that alters your life. So you can you can go to the gym, you can exercise, and you can get or you can like stub your toe, and that's pain that hurts. Well, yes, there's some alteration from it, but if you get let's just say your your pet dies, that's completely different than you can't compare the two pains. There's a pain that, oh my gosh, I'm now not going to have that pet for the rest of my life. That's a life-altering pain as opposed to just going to the gym or accidentally stubbing your toe. It's like that pain lasts for a minute. This pain is going to be forever. And how am I going to use that pain to propel me from failure to success or from, hey, I'm really hurting now. How am I going to use this to fuel me to the next stop? Because just because you have a life-altering pain doesn't mean you have to accept the pain and say, oh, well, nothing will ever happen now. That pain, I have this pain. I Let's take it back. I don't really like to open up and share too much about this because it just takes me places that I'm like, wow, I let my, I lived through that. Why would I, I, I mean, I know we're looking back and it's hindsight, but in the time, it shouldn't have never been. I should have never allowed it to get to this point. Now that I see it now, we can obviously say that. But there was so much pain there that I altered my life in a bad way. I was in a prior relationship in my 20s for a long time. I Longer than it should have been. It, it overran its course a longer than I should have let it. But 
But here goes. Let let me be open. Uh, with this person, there came a lot of uh, codependency and just volatile and there's a there's a lot I could say about this relationship, but I'll just stay gracious because who knows what really happened on the other end. Like you you can know a person, but it doesn't matter. You don't really know what's going on in a person's head. So there was a lot that I went through. Like I would I would be told that if I do that, then I'm never gonna talk to you again. If you they'd be like, Chris, if you ever do this, I'm never gonna talk to you again. And that that now that we look back, we say, wow, that's crazy. Why would you let someone do that to you? Well, I was hurt so much that I had all this life altering pain that when I was with this person, that pain wasn't there. It is like if you have a headache and you go do something and then the headache's not there, you want to keep doing that thing so your headache isn't there. And so it was just like it got to the point where one day I was just had enough and I'm just like. I had this moment of clarity and I made a really life altering decision and said, you know what? Let me, let me just roll this back in a little bit before we keep going on. We did four years of dating. Then we broke up for two years. Then we got back together for four, three and a half, four years before it finally was ended completely. So when I had that moment of clarity, I made the ultimate decision. I broke up with her. But the problem was, is just having a moment of clarity wasn't enough to sustain me because after a while, I'm like, well, why did I really do that? Did I just do it because I was fed up? And then there's a lot that happened. And the ironic thing was, is that whilst broken up, we were still talking. There was a few months where we didn't talk, probably I would say about six to seven months. And then she kept calling me like every day it was a long distance relationship so she called me every day after that or every other day or something and it'd be like well and i would just treat it like we were back together because i'm like if we're gonna do this and she kept saying things like friends don't do this i'm like well friends don't talk to each other every single day on the phone either so let's let's call a spade what it was because at this time by the time we started doing that i was like fixing myself again i really determined to like hey i was in this this hellhole of a life that I did not like. So I'm like actively now like fixing who I am because I'm like, I'm going to be 30 pretty in only what, five, 10 years, five, eight years. I got to do something. Otherwise, I'm not going to like who I am and I'm just going to do something dumb and I don't really want to do that. So, so I'm like, okay, fine. So I started being a little bit more honest with things like the emotional blackmail didn't work the 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 like the mental manipulation wasn't working on me and she saw that and then she started to change and and when it ended because she's no longer on this earth we will say um we weren't the best people we could have been but we were way better than when we started and who knows and I'm not going to say that we were meant to be together, but at that time, there was a lot now that I learned from that to never do in any relationship, business, personal, casual, anything. I can I can just see when, when the red flags now happen. I'm like, hey, if you could fix that this way, if you can do it this way, you can... 
there's just so much and it was like you know i wanted love so bad that i would just sacrifice 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 who the true me was cuz i've always known who i am and i i've i've always felt like the ugly duckling as a tour like i'm i'm a little bit different i think a little bit different i'm not going to say i'm the only one that thinks like this because there are other people that get me and we think similarly i just i've always seeing the world a different bend of color like you see stuff this way i see it another way that's human life everyone has that but and it and it weirds a lot of people in my life out because they they say i don't understand well you're just this you're this i'm like no i literally see the world differently than you it's not a straight clear path it it I see things like a Picasso picture, like whirly, swirly, and they see the Mona Lisa. Neither one of us are bad, and I don't begrudge them because they are quote unquote see things the way everyone else does, and I'm, and they don't they, whether they begrudge me or think less of me, that's not on me. I can't change that. But going back, you, you have to keep who you are. And what you want in the forefront, no matter the failure, no matter the success, no matter how bad you want something, if that toxic, that thing you want becomes so toxic, it's not worth having. If it's going to just poison you and you can say, well, at least I have love. Well, great, you have love, but you don't have anything else. You don't like yourself. You can't look in a mirror. So you gotta reel it back and realize, hey, let's gotta keep these at healthy levels. Keep that's why it's okay to fail because there's a healthy level of failure. That's saying, okay, like we like my wife really liked the Hershey's chocolate story when I told it to her, and so he had three companies. Guess what? That was healthy. Having just constantly losing and losing and losing, say I'm a failure. I'm a failure. That's not healthy. So we have to have a healthy walk to get us. From failure to success. We have to learn properly how to walk that path. Because sometimes you're going to hit a pitfall. And it's going to take you down the down the side of the mountain. But are you going to be able to get back up to the path? Or are you going to stay at the bottom of the mountain and saying, Oh, well, I tried, I failed, and I didn't get it. That is the point of pain that alters your life. You you want that pain. You need Sometimes it's a good pain. And... That is a little weird for people, but sometimes pain is good. Pain can motivate you. It can get you up that mountain and be like, I need to do it so bad. It didn't cost me any. And you're tearing your fingertips as you're climbing up the mountain and your jagged rocks are cutting into your hands. But you get to the top of the mountain and you, and you say, I made it. Where's the next mountain to climb? Because there's always going to be another mountain. There's no end to it. Because success, you have to maintain the success then. You can't just say, oh, I made it to the top of the mountain. Well, either the mountain's going to get bigger and you're not going to stay on it or it's going to get smaller and you're going to be like stuck and say, oh, well, well, I had success in my business and your business peaks, but then nothing happens and then it starts to dwindle and you're like, oh, well, my business came into a failure. Well, no, your business, 
your hobby, anything. You have to keep working it. You have to keep working it. You have just to keep up with things. I mean, laws change. So if you don't keep up with the laws, you could get sued. And then there, what? You failed because you didn't keep up with the law. That's why you need healthy outlook on how to fail and how not to fail, how to succeed and how not to succeed. If you look at some of these people who get money quickly, it's like, they go out and they spend all this money, but they don't know what they're doing in it. And you can just see, like, how a lot of them are learning from the older celebrities. They're they're learning just from it. They're getting proper business managers. They're investing. You see a lot of them, well, back in the day that you could see, I mean, they've made reality shows of what old celebrities are, like celebrity rehab. Like, you see less and less celebrities need going that route because they say, hey, this is how they did it. Let's invest. I mean, yeah, the world's riper for for business, but they're saying and they're taking it and saying, I don't want to look like ex celebrity on celebrity rehab. I don't want my image when I'm sixty to be that. I want to set myself up. I want to set my family up. I want to make a brand. I want to do this. They've had failures and they're turning their failure into success. So that is kind of what I have is that that grind in between it's that that going up the mountain climbing the the tree to get the fruit whatever whatever analogy you need is the grind in between failure and success that's going to determine the path between the two if you don't grind between the two you probably aren't going to get success you can't just sit in a chair and say I'm successful you're going to be successful sitting in that chair that is true but you're not going to have a success unless you have to make a movement to go do your dream, go do your hobby, go do you, your job, go do whatever it is you want to do to be successful at. You can't just sit there on your hands and say, success is going to come to me. So that's all I have to grind between. Just remember, keep working on it. Like like all those other inventors and people that had to keep going, they... Thomas Edison, a thousand things, eight hundred things, five hundred things. I mean, he if he'd have stopped at ten, we wouldn't have what we have now. We might have it from someone else, but not from Thomas Edison. So thank you. Have a great day. Listen up for the socials. Find our Facebook at the Chris and Co Show. Get our website at the Chris and Co Show dot WordPress dot com. Our Instagram is the Chris and Co Show. Give us a like, a follow, a comment, share the share the podcast with your friends, neighbors, enemies, 